0: And this also works on the marketing side as well. So there's a marketing uh, side of the, the platform that allows marketers to post these kinds of dynamic demos, these automated demos on their website. And then as as leads engage with that, visitors on the website engage with that and become leads, it, tra- it tracks all the data, the answers to their questions, how much they engaged around each uh, document and, and video clip and so on. And then it passes that into the CRM and marketing automation tool and things like that.
1: Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Okay, everyone, today we have Garen Hess, who is the founder and CEO of Consensus, which is software that helps you automate product demos so your salespeople can spend less time demoing and more time closing sales. Garen, how's it going?
0: It's going great. Thanks, Eric. Good to be with you.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you give us a little background on kind of who you are and and what you do? Yeah,
0: you know, uh, we're a startup here in the Salt Lake City, Utah area, and uh, we've been going for three or four years. And, um, I, I started consensus because in my last startup, we were constantly doing demos and had a difficult time repeating that and scaling it up. And sometimes we'd have to be choosy about who we demoed for and, and being able to personalize every single demo to every single stakeholder across multiple stakeholders in the buying group, uh, was a real challenge. And, and so when I, uh, we were acquired and, and, and then I left that company Um, That acquired us and uh, started a consensus to try to help make demoing more effective and in the end uh, have have moved into what we're calling buyer enablement and demo automation is sort of a vehicle for enabling uh, buying groups.
1: Okay. So it sounds really interesting. Sounds like a really interesting problem to solve. So how do you go about, I mean, is there any, are there any kind of practical examples or real life use cases of this in play? Um, which just curious to get kind of, Hey, this company saved X amount of dollars or X or Y time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a really interesting example of a software company that does medical, Doctor's office software. It's basically a, all the software that a doctor's office needs to run. And they used to be a division inside ADP. And um, when they were a division inside ADP, they first started using consensus. And in the first 90 days, they did a split test using consensus. And then uh, half of their deals went through the sales cycle with consensus and half of their deals went through without it. And the way that consensus works is there is an automated demo that basically asks the lead or prospect to answer several questions. And then based on the answers to those questions, it dynamically pulls video clips and documents together in a way that helps the prospect learn about your product or solution in a way that's most relevant to them. And then it gathers all that data and engagement and, and brings that back to the sales team so that they can more effectively follow up and close a sale. And so what this company did is they took 80 sales reps and they said, every other deal, we want you to use consensus and every other deal don't because we want to see what the impact is. And what they found at the end of 90 days was actually startling to us um, because this was fairly early on in our journey and the prospects, the deals that you, where they utilize consensus closed at a 44% higher close rate than the deals that didn't. And they ended up shortening their sales cycle by 68%. Wow! And that's really the power of, like I said, what we're calling buyer enablement. Because what happens is if you're selling, in this case, to a doctor's office, you have several people getting involved in the purchase. There's usually the office manager that's driving the discovery and and vendor selection process and things like that. But they're not making the decision. They have to go out and and talk to every single doctor that's in the office. And especially if it's in a large practice or a hospital system or something, it can be fairly complex, the buying group. And so what they were able to do is send out the demo as part of the sales process. um, And the office manager would interact with it and, and indicate what was important to them or somewhat important and, and answer other questions about themselves. And then they would forward that on to the doctors who were Notoriously difficult to get a hold of and get in front of for, from the sales reps' perspective, and and then it would personalize automatically to each each doctor. And in, in this case, those were the main stakeholders. And in some cases, they were able to close and, and continue to to be able to close deals without ever talking to uh, the different stakeholders um, uh, because they're able to automate the the demo so effectively. And so that was a really early example, and and we have a lot of other examples as well, but that one kind of shocked us because we knew we were having an impact, but that was the first sort of hardcore data that we got, and it was pretty exciting.
1: So what are those numbers again? You said it's 44% and then 66%? So it was 44% increase in the close
0: rate and a 68% reduction in the sales cycle.
1: That is insane. It it seems like this is a no-brainer for everyone then, huh?
0: It is something that we definitely recommend if you're selling B2B. We don't necessarily recommend it if you're selling to consumers because it's really designed to personalize in stakeholder buying groups. So when you're selling to other businesses, you're almost always selling to more than one person. That's where the biggest value comes in.
1: Wow. I I want to come back to the workflow in a second. But um, yeah, I mean, so so how do you guys make money and then kind of uh, let's, let's go from there. So what's like the median kind of pricing for you guys and all that?
0: Yeah. Pricing ends up being about $90 per user per month, uh, per sales rep per month. And you can imagine the kind of ROI that you get if your close rates go up as dramatically as they did for this one customer. I'll share just another data point that there was one customer, a larger customer that spent $150,000 a year with us. And they reported an $11 million ROI on that. (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, $90 a month per rep, Sometimes we get told we should be charging more, you know, but, uh, anyway, that's kind of where the pricing is at.
1: Got it. Okay. And so, so you guys, uh, I mean, I mean, and how many, how many paying customers do you guys have right now?
0: Uh, we have about 250.
1: Got it. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, let's go back to the workflow for a second, because this is something that's really interesting to me. So how does it work? Uh, if I'm a salesperson, how do I plug into consensus? How do I get this thing up and running? And is it really complicated? How does it all work?
0: Yeah, there there are a couple of different ways to get going. Um, there's what's called Consensus Snap, and then Consensus itself. And Consensus Snap is the fastest way to get started. And that's just a a plug-in, an extension to the Chrome browser that you can then click and record anything on your screen or your webcam. You can also use it to to send other demos that you may have previously recorded or that your sales enablement team set up for you. But Consensus Snap allows you to just quickly create a a rapid fire demonstration of something on your system um, and send it out directly to your prospect and they can share it around with different stakeholders in the buying group. I'll give you just a quick example. We we had already closed a deal with Oracle and we wanted to expand that. And we were getting introduced into a senior leader over at Oracle in the pre-sales side, and he was over in London, and we had tried multiple times to Get a meeting with him, and he just wasn't really responding. And one day I came into the office, and I was there kind of early uh, before our client success team was there, and I just saw a question come in from our main champion over at Oracle, in the in this one pre-sales division over in Dublin, and he said, "Hey, I have this question about your analytics. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you do all of that?" And we call them demo analytics. You know, it's kind of our trademark for analytics because of what we do. And he, and so I said, "Yeah, here's how the demo analytics work." And I, I, I just flipped on the Consensus Snap and spent about ten minutes uh, recording a quick video. It was a seven-minute video. It took me about ten minutes just to kind of trim off the fronts and ends and, and, and send it out. So I spent a total of ten minutes. He watched it immediately, uh, and then he started sharing it. Within 24 hours, it got shared with over 12 different stakeholders at consensus. i mean at Oracle, including the main. A uh, senior pre-sales leader that we were trying to get a hold of, and he engaged with that video for about five and a half minutes. And all in all, we had about 76 minutes of engagement in that video with different stakeholders. And um, and, and what resulted from that was we were able to uh, immediately get him to respond to us, and we had a an in-person meeting four weeks later in London, and that that led to three expansion sales inside Oracle. So that's that's the fastest way to get started is using uh, what we call Consensus Snap now. The more robust branching, sort of choose-your-own-adventure demos, it take a little bit more time to set up. So, you know, day one you're going to start using Consensus Snap to just start uh, interacting and sending and tracking content directly with your prospects. But uh, you're, somebody on your team um, can set up these predefined demos that are uh, that get dynamically built as you as, as your prospects interact with them. But it takes a little bit of time to set up, usually 30 to 60 days to get all that going. And they just basically bring in different video clips, either ones they already have, or they use video creation and editing technology that comes with our tool, or they can use whatever other tools they want to create that. And uh, and then there's a library of demos that the the sales reps choose from to be able to send out to their prospects. And this also works on the marketing side as well. So there's a marketing uh, side of the, the platform that allows marketers to post these kinds of dynamic Demos. These automated demos on their website and then as, as leads engage with that, visitors on the website engage with that and become leads, it, tra- it tracks all the data, the answers to their questions, how much they engaged around each uh, document and, and video clip and so on and then it passes that into the CRM and marketing automation tool and things like that.
1: Awesome. So it sounds like consensus is kind of like a, like an all in one tool. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of other tools out there. You can pull all these sales tools together to kind of, it's, it, but it's all fragmented, right? But you guys are just organizing it in one place um, and just making the process easier.
0: Yeah. I would say the the big difference between what we're doing and what a lot of other tools might be doing is that we focus on buyer enablement and, and there are a couple of key concepts uh, you know, I'd love to share with your audience. And that is that um, in B2B sales, uh, I think things are flipped. You know, if I were to ask you who's in charge of selling, would you say the sales team or the buying, the buying group is in charge of selling? Well, most people would answer that the B2B sales team is in charge of selling and the prospect and any other influencers and decision makers are in charge of buying, but it's really just the opposite. And i mean, I'll, you know, I would argue that the, the B2B sales team is in charge of buying and the buyer's in charge of selling. And, and so most people think, you know, what are you talking about? And the reason that that I say that is because buyer enablement really means that you're shifting your mindset from selling to enabling buyers. Um, Instead of the focus being on you, the focus is on them. And so if you think about this, the buyer, the initial buyer has to go sell to the rest of the buying group for you. So you might be the seller to that initial buyer, that initial champion but once you've given them enough information and it's not doesn't take very long, they get excited and they're going to go sell for you whether you want them to or not. And usually you think you do, but they don't really usually do, do a good job of it. They'll go out to all the other stakeholders and start selling. So the buyer is actually in charge of, of getting the deal done. They're, they're actually over there talking to all the different stakeholders, um, trying to handle objections, and they'll bring them back to you to help you do that. So you're tag teaming, but they're really the driving force in a B2B sale. And on the flip side, the buyer doesn't actually know how to buy your product. They've never bought your product before usually or even your category of product many times. And because of that, they don't know what they don't know. And But you as the sales rep know how to buy your product because you've sold it 100 times. And so you have to exert this coaching and leadership with the buyer and the and the champion. And so if you can think about what we do as we equip the champion to go sell for you. And so we have, uh, as an example, a, a feature called the buyer board. And the buyer board is a dashboard that the champion uses to track all of the automated demos that they send to the different stakeholders so that they themselves get notified when they get watched and they can look at the data analytics and understand where there's alignment and mis- misalignment. We have this data visualization about where there's alignment or misalignment across every key aspect of the, of the product solution across the buying group so that, so that the champion themselves are enabled and equipped to do the selling for you. So that's kind of buying enablement in a, in a nutshell is, is you've got to discover and then engage and equip Uh, the buyers and then you have to personalize to each stakeholder then you've got to coach them through the process and that's really different mindset and and framework than just thinking that you're you're doing the selling and uh and and so our tools are designed around equipping that buyer
1: got it okay and so for you guys i guess um what other kind of numbers can you share on the business whether it's growth rates employee size revenues things like that because our audience really likes that stuff
0: yeah, you know what's interesting is um we began focusing on small businesses uh because I initially built this thinking oh, I'm going to help other entrepreneurs, small startups because you know I'm going to try to solve these problems that that I had in my previous startup and and make that work and and that was uh, working really well in the sense that that's where we were we were growing really quickly in the small business area. But what was interesting is during that whole time we started acquiring larger customers. You know, when I first started, I thought that the the deal size was going to be two, three hundred dollars a month or something like that. And and you know, now we're closing deals, entry deals for fifty thousand dollars with large enterprise clients, and then and expanding from there. So about six months ago, we pivoted to really just focusing on the enterprise. We do have plans that can help small businesses, but That's where uh, all of our focus, most of our focus as a company is now. And so uh, just to give you some sense for kind of where we're at and and some of our journey, uh, you know, I started out just in my basement, you know, I had sold my previous company. I took a few months off to uh, try to figure out what I was going to do next and kind of goof off as well. And then uh, started doing some validation on this concept. So, so I was back in early 2013, and then we've kind of gone through a lot of typical ups and downs that you might consider in a in a startup uh, we grew to about 45 employees found out we were really struggling to make the unit economics in the small business sector be effective you know so we we shrunk our team last summer to about 25 and and focused on the enterprise and that that is really we, we have just much more profitable unit economics on the mid market enterprise companies and uh, and they tend to to implement more effectively as well. And so we've grown, like I said, to about 250 customers in the last uh, several years. We we now have about uh, 95 enterprise customers out of that 250. So that's been where our focus has been.
1: Got it. And so for each account, I mean, or each company typically, how many, how many accounts are signing up?
0: Um, you know, it, it depends on where they're at in the stage of, of land and expand, right? So we have we have customers that have just maybe 10 or 20 different users and kind of entry deals. And then we have customers that have hundreds of users in, in inside divisions. We are working on a few accounts that uh, are likely to expand into thousands of users. Um, but it's it's kind of a slow go because with a new technology like ours, the sales team lead um, or, you know, VP of sales or whoever we're engaging with, they always want to test it out first. And so they'll say, hey, let's buy a license for 10, 20, 30 users, um, get some ROI. And then let's talk about expanding. And, and we do really well at that. But it you know it takes three, four months to get the deal done. And then it takes another three to six months to prove out the ROI. And then another six months to you know get more expansion. But um, like I said, inside some of these larger companies, we've expanded into several different divisions now. And it's pretty exciting.
1: Got it. So it's sales cycle seems like it takes you to to kind of really roll out into a company, maybe six to eight months, kind of all in after all the testing and the back and forth and all that.
0: Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Depending on the size of the company, I'd say it's uh, three to six months for mid market and six to eight months for enterprise. Yeah.
1: Cool. So just a couple more questions as we work towards wrapping up. Can you tell us about one? Well, I guess what's really working well for you in terms of customer acquisition today? So it could be from a sales side or a marketing side.
0: You know, what's really interesting about this is when we pivoted to focus on enterprise customers, we decided before that we had this high volume mass appeal um, engine going to, uh, you know, email marketing and all kinds of other typical sort of small business approaches. And we've always enga- um, engaged our prospects with with BDRs, direct outbound and and things like that we have a number of, of course, inbound strategies as well. We decided to just put a halt to all of that because we knew that it was going to be a completely different ballgame, trying to focus on larger companies, larger customers. And so we spend right now very little on marketing and more on direct approaches, outbound, essentially. We're, we're really successful at using LinkedIn to uh, approach our prospects and engage them. And we use our own automated demo uh, really effectively with that. You know, one thing I'll mention that's been really helpful is when you are approaching high-level leaders in enterprise companies, they don't want just a sales pitch right out of the gate. And one of the things that's helped with us a lot is right now I'm working on a book on buyer enablement. And because of that, I'm asking for a lot of feedback. And so one of the approaches that we're taking is going out to key target prospects and saying, hey, I'm writing this book on a subject you might be interested in. Uh, You know, I'd be interested in some feedback. And then we, we have them go through kind of this semi-automated process to gather the feedback where they're watching videos and answering surveys. And then we, in the process, we're also sharing with them our technology and, um, and we actually get a really good uptake on that. So that's just one, one of our campaigns.
1: So what are like the, uh, what are like the open rates on that? That sounds interesting. Um, you know,
0: that's something I'll just keep close to my chest, I guess, but we, we do a, uh, we, we actually get quite a good response there. What, what we're doing is is I will go join groups on LinkedIn that uh, are related to our technology and, and the, the topics, and we'll contribute meaningfully to the groups. And at the same time, we'll reach out and say, hey, we're part of this group. Can we connect? Here's what I'm working on. Can we get some feedback? And and like I said, we get we get a really good response rate. And 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 it's legitimate. And that's the thing that's, that you want to try to do with your, when you're dealing with enterprises is, is just – be legitimate with uh, some real benefit that you're trying to give to them, and in this case, it's engaging around a topic they care about, and also contribute to to uh, the book content that I'm pulling together. And that has led to a lot of good conversations um, and introduction to other stakeholders. And of course, we we send them the demo, and um, that also helps you discover and engage the stakeholders in the process as well. Love it. Um, so it's just one of the examples. We do a lot of outbound calling too. We've got a team of of uh six people that do, you know, just direct outbound to
1: account account based marketing kind of thing. Great. Well, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone?
0: One read book. I would say my two favorite books. Well, I'll say three. They're all, they're all they're all in the same vein, so that's why I'll mention them together. Uh the one thing by Gary Keller, Great. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden, and then Essentialism. I can't pronounce his last name, but look up essentialism. <laughs> McEwen or something like that. I, I don't know how to say his last name. I think but, you're right. Uh, but, no, I think it's those pronounced are three right. Great books. Yeah. My favorite's the one thing, but they're all, they all have a different take on the kind of the same thing, which is how do you multiply your time and what are the principles of of acceleration and, and, and growth. So in your own personal productivity and, and across your team. So I love those books.
1: Great. Well, Garen, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online?
0: Yeah, just go to goconsensus.com and, uh, and you can uh, check out our automated demo there. That's, that's the
1: best way. Cool. Garen, thanks so much for doing this. Hey, thanks, Eric. I really appreciate it. See ya.